Oh yeah, Eric. Uh, oh shit. Oh yeah, I think he he can still hear me. Truth. I can hear you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we are probably not going to be using video, just like the say bandwidth. Yeah, our connection sucks. I pay for one gig, and we're lucky if we get three hundred. These struggles. All right. Well, I don't have to worry about how nice I look then. <laughs> yeah, we're sitting oh, here yeah. in our pajamas. Yep. I know. I had a debate. Like, oh man, do I really want to put my shirt on? It's like, yeah, I'm kind of got to be comfy. It's really cold. Praise be global warming. <laughs> what was uh, it uh, when I got my tits done? Was when it snowed the most that we've ever seen in Alabama. It was like eight inches. So where are you guys all from? So I am from well. Tess and I are both from Jersey. Oh, okay. Uh, I, like you, joined the military at a real young age and went traveling the world and making bad decisions. <laughs> I met Tess in college. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we were in Central Jersey. I live in South Jersey right now. You're like, yeah, what, on the tip of the end of, end of Jersey? Yeah, like right on the tip between the New York and New Jersey border. It's great. Yeah. With whatever that line head looks like. Oh, okay. So you're, uh, oh, what the hell is the name of that town up there? I used to deliver Suffern. up there all the time. Yeah, Suffern. Mm. <laughs> and I've been <laughs> suffering ever since. There was a couple things that we uh, did go over on email that we did uh, mention. Yes. Um, and then, let's see. I didn't really get to do... You didn't? <laughs> I, did like a, I did a whole lot of research on this one. I'm going to have a lot of fun. Anything that you think would be fun and entertaining to talk about, we are more than open. Oh, yeah. Okay. I got I got so much that I <laughs> am going to be asking soon. I can't oh, wait oh, because <laughs> like normally we're the uh, ones asking questions. So we actually really loved whenever we did... The, the show, show with Ruin. yeah, because it was like someone's asking us questions. Holy fuck! Yeah. <laughs> so, so recording in three, two, you can suck it. One, come on, any day now. <laughs> it's a pineapple party. Oh, we got polyamory too. What's that? You want a kink fest? A little BDSM? Well. Buckle up, Buttercups, because we got that too. It's the Kitchen Sink ENM and Kink Podcast. Oh no! <laughs> it seems that he is actually edging us for the beginning of our episode. He's like, man, this is going to be a shit show. Fuck these guys. <laughs> Dude, what happened? Uh, yeah, um, you know, bear with us. It's all uh, with, our, with our cold open. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, hey, big guy. I can't fucking <laughs> What happened? I'm I'm trying to figure that out. God damn it. Okay, so the vo microphone's working. Great. Oh. Thank God. All right. Is it going to let me record now? No. If not, it's okay, because I'm recording all of this as we speak right now through Audacity. Ah, oh. I love you. Hell yeah. <laughs> when did it start? When we first started talking, we're yeah. 12 minutes and 45 seconds in. All right. 
cool. <laughs> God damn it. Hell yeah. Thank God for backup plans. I was just going right. to say, thank God for plan B. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> I don't need that no more. We're good. <laughs> I got like what, plan C now? <laughs> <laughs> you are uh, the little Debbie factory now. Oh, oh God. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay to take a menopause on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of 69 Whiskey. <laughs> Shit. Uh, oh, it's working! Oh, my. Are you... <laughs> hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the 69 Whiskey Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, the Dollar Store Dom. Motherfucking truth. And I'm joined by my co-host. Caskbinder Tess. And unfortunately, we are not here with big old stoned Johnny. Or stumbling Johnny, or walking Johnny, or whichever Johnny he wants to be at any moment of the day, Johnny. But we are joined by the hosts of the Kitchen Sink Podcast, Pedro and Tink. What's going on, everybody? Like to give your guys a better intro than that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. I'm Pedro the motherfucking asshole i guess and this is my beautiful wife tink hello <laughs> she's the nice one i am <laughs> we got now, the good cop and bad cop uh-huh yeah totally <laughs> unless you like getting pegged then you're <laughs> then, then she's you're, the bad cop then, yeah then, then tables have turned the switch cop oh yeah Oh, yeah, she's definitely the switch cop. (laughs) Taking notes will do. (laughs) Yeah, so we're going to, we're just going to start this out nice and simple. Like, uh, we found you guys through one of our mutual acquaintances, uh, the lovely Ruin Willow over on the Oh Fuck Yeah podcast. Uh, I just finished listening to your guys' episode with Ruin. Uh, that was an absolutely eye-opening uh, conversation you guys had with her, by the way. It was an amazing conversation. We thoroughly enjoyed that interview with her. Yeah, that was probably one of my favorite that we have had. Um, very genuine and just loved this the the questions that she was asking us and just getting to know us. And it just, I don't know, it just clicked. It and her just energy flowed. was like super sexy. Too. Yes. Yes. It was, it was the, Oh fuck yeah. Energy. It was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We I got love, a bit of an, Oh hell yeah. Energy. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love working with uh ruin so far. I have, uh, I have on her books, fucked her and fucked Ray <laughs> Richmond. Well, damn, boy. Right. <laughs> oh my! Wait, that's who's uh, on that? Yeah, that's the. Those are the audio books uh, that uh, Sixty Nine Whiskey has been a part of uh, for. So please go support Ruin and buy those books. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, I was there for when he was recording the sessions. I had to give him act- uh, legit inflections and uh, you know pacing. Awesome. But. Uh, Back to the topics that you guys were discussing. Uh, We're just going to start chumming the waters a little bit, in my opinion. Uh, Tink, just so that you know, uh, Tess here is quite submissive. Oh, is he now? (laughs) (laughs) 
So, you know, it's fun is um, I do, uh, I'm more of a uh, femme presenting. I uh, I actually use like they, she pronouns myself. Okay. So like, um, I, I like femme presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer femme presentation. And then like, um, when I'm, I'm like a switch with a uh, sub leaning. Okay. But from what I hear, you, when you hear about uh, fe- a submissive me- uh, males or that of sorts, you get a little bit uh, crazy. I do. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely been something that I've really kind of, I guess, kind of geared myself towards when I was into like my Snapchat and I had a lot of men that were coming across to me and wanting to be submissive towards me and have me be the one in charge and making them do things. And from there just kind of spiraled into this whole new thing that I really kind of absolutely found like love in. Which I do not because (laughs) that meant I had to train her to be a dominant which means I had to be a submissive, (laughs) which is not my favorite thing to do. Yeah. I, um, I've heard that sometimes when you, uh, the Dom has to be a sub sometimes it can be a little bit difficult or, uh, you know, sometimes the, the play that you endure is not preferable. I've had a lot of people who had different impact or stingy, uh, play that they were just completely against. Oh yeah. Like for most, uh, like impact scenes and stuff like that. If I have to be a bottom or, you know, like in her case, her submissive, it is very hard for my dick to even get hard because I just do not enjoy it at all. But I have found though, what's, which kind of nice about it. Like, yes, it is definitely a lot harder for me to learn because of the fact that it's not something that is in your wheelhouse of enjoyment. (laughs) I have learned how to keep it, on a sensual level but still have that dominating effect on you that i still can you know keep your dick hard and you're still like okay this is really still fucking hot and even though like she just beat the shit out of me with her flogger and i didn't really like it i kind of liked it <laughs> or the way i came across <laughs> you still liked it well and also shout out to cialis um <laughs> i'd like to thank them for their role in helping me be a good submissive. <laughs> so I actually want to ask you, Pedro, a couple of questions on this because my current submissive has been starting to get that like bug of wanting to start like experimenting being a top because I do foresee her eventually being a switch kind of the same way that you saw it in tank Mm -hmm. how (laughs) oh oh she has like moments of i want to hit somebody with something but she's terrified to do it yeah i think going through past anxiety i think once she gets past her anxiety she'll be able to get to that level of uh power and or empowerment from it but what I want to ask you, Pedro, in going through this experience, what were some of the, were there any like types of play that you weren't nervous about? 
because I know what I am truly nervous about letting her try. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, all of it. Um, because I generally do not like any forms of like submission. Um, and whenever I trained to be a dominant, I was young. So I had that like, you know, I just have to get through this and then I get pussy. So <laughs> now that I'm 40 and I had to go through all this again, I was nervous about all of it because I haven't had any of that stuff done to me in what, 20 something years. So the only thing that kept me in the right mindset is wanting to make sure that she learned properly and learned how to do things safely so that when she does go out and play with other people, you know, that I don't have to worry that she's going to come home and be like, Oh, I fucked up. No, I don't want to do this anymore. So I just kept that in my head, you know, while we were going through her training that I'm doing this for her, you know, <laughs> and for everyone else that she comes in contact with, I'm like being a martyr here. So, <laughs> so, uh, you know, you just talked about, uh, being a martyr question is, um, no, uh, you were, you mentioned, I know Tink mentioned about, um, you know, being around, um, people through DMS with, um, what's I, I'm trying to articulate this a bit, uh, people who are like, I, I, is it more sissy, sissyifying or sissification or is it like, um, people who are like already femme presenting or just, uh, like femme boys kind of thing, um, where it's not like, oh, uh, uh feminization for the for the male like i wanted to ask how that went or did you have oh and also ask if uh pedro had to put on the wig for the makeup <laughs> well we do have a wig <laughs> we have actually two oh. <laughs> we haven't done Can that i okay so i have it i haven't put it on yet because i <laughs> One, I've never really worn wigs. I am terrible. I'm like the worst girl ever. Like, she is. I don't know how to do my makeup. I basically do mascara and eyeshadow. I say, you know what? Call it a day. I, I got it. It's good. It's a good thing she's really pretty because she's a terrible I would be girl. Totally scared. Um, but we have not done like any kind of like sissification with Pedro. Um, however, there was one time. And we just haven't done it since. And it was not me who did it. Pedro decided it was a great idea that we were going to put on, like we were in this group with everybody that went to Naughty and Orleans and they were part of, they were part of the, the front porch swingers. And we <laughs> were putting it together. Basically they would do pictures and we would try to replicate those pictures. He's like, I'm going to put on <laughs> one of your pairs stockings. I was like, okay, go pick a pair. Like, that's fine. Go figure. He picks the only pair I have yet to wear and he puts them on. And I was like, you know what? I kind of like it. Like, I think I could dig this, but we just haven't made, I haven't gone to the point where I'm like, I want you to dress this way for me. But with all that said, I looked pretty fucking manly in those stockings. You did. I, <laughs> I mean, mean, we've got video of me doing things to you with the stockings on. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> There's no shame in my game. No, definitely not. But Hell like for yeah. him, like, I don't know if I would want to do that with him. Um, like 
very far into it, but like I do have some males that are already sissies and they themselves will you know ask me like do you want me to wear my lace panties do you want me to wear my heels do you want me to walk around and what if somebody sees me you know and i will totally tell them like yes this is what you need to do own that wear those heels rock it <laughs> and you know that's something that you know i am definitely into okay gotcha gotcha so then with that being said like you guys talk a lot about uh, how your primary uh, method of play is impact. What are some of your favorite toys with that? I'll let her go first because hers are different than mine. <laughs> yeah, they are very much different. Oh, your arsenal? Yes. <laughs> we do have like an arsenal. We can't even take them with us because we have too much. Um, so my favorite is actually hanging on our stands here with our mics and they are the heavy floggers. Um, they are looped at the bottom they have more of that thudding impact on it that mm -hmm. is my my kink right there is i like the thudding um so these are definitely Facts. my favorite and we had actually um a fellow listener who made us our own personal set of floggers so pedro has one and i have one i love it pedro does not like it because i have already used it on him <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I i love the feel of it it's a little bit lighter than the ones that we originally had but it's perfect for just having just one on you know just to use one in your hand so those are mm -hmm. that's basically my my go-to it's just the heavier form of the flogger yeah so my favorite implements to use is the dragon tail and canes oh <laughs> uh, I see. Yeah, he loves this. Repetitive. He, he's a thing of sting. Yeah, oh God, yeah. Anything that stings and draws blood. Yeah. Oh. oh blood letter. Yeah. Another blood player. All right, okay. I do have to ask this right before we get into this. Uh, vampirism, yay, nay? Not for me, um, but I don't like the taste of blood so yeah but mm. i like seeing it i mean if i could make somebody's back or ass like completely bloody that turns me on hmm. i'm not so much that <laughs> <laughs> i like yeah. more of the bruises i don't like the blood <laughs> but that's also why i like knife play too yeah see i keep we have a friend that does the most ridiculous sex toys that I, or kink toys that I've ever seen in my entire existence. And he literally makes a uh, paddle using uh, mega blocks. <laughs> oh. Yes, bloodletting toys that are Legos as well. <laughs> no, no, they're mega blocks. They, they cannot use Legos legally. <laughs> oh, me mega blocks. Mega yeah. blocks. Gotcha. That sounds fun. I would use it. He's over here plotting. <laughs> He's staring at me plotting right now as we speak. Yeah. Little and Fox oh. Toy Box. They also make something called a blood sheddy. Ooh. Oh, uh, there's also the uh, the ones that do have, a few, if you are a tabletop player, uh, they have uh, D20 or D4s um, that you can use as uh, bloodletting toys as well. Really? Hmm. Yes. I would love to get Tink paddles. into uh, some tabletop stuff. Interesting. Ooh. But she's not as much of a nerd as me. 
I'm yeah. not. Um, we have been uh, running really? this one idea ourselves with a uh, D&D kink campaign to implement uh, different types of uh, damage uh, types with uh, different types of impact toys. Um, you know, awesome. We're still kind of going through in development <laughs> for it, but we're just trying to find a good demographic for it. I mean, would you the, like to help us R and D? The kink yeah. community is a great demographic because, I mean, how many of us are freaking nerds? You know, <laughs> like, I think a good majority. I'm like just that weird I'm one. To check my watch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but the only reason that Tink isn't much of a nerd is because I brought her into this life. You know, mm -hmm. so she was a horse girl when we met. You know, her life revolved around horses, so. Which is why I like to ride and I like crops. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and bits too. And I would totally and make somebody be my pony. <laughs> Told you. <laughs> and now how does that work exactly? Is it like uh, someone with a broad enough shoulders? Like um, what? what is the vetting process for you for pony finding? Well, they would want to, of course, want to be a pony. Um, they'd have to have that drive to, you know, want to be, you know, ridden around and carry me and, you know, have a bit in their mouth and be, you know, spanked and kind of, you know, controlled and told wherever to go. Um, so, do you, But do you also clean their sheath? I mean, I, I totally can. I will make them be on their hands and knees and I will clean their sheath. Huh. Now uh, you're thinking about it, aren't you? I might be a pony, fuck. All right, get on your hands and knees. Let's go, pony boy. <laughs> I mean, if you've never seen somebody... For that too. If you've never seen wait, someone wait. clean a horse's sheath... You've seen it, me do it quite It's quite basically often. like jerking the horse off. It, it basically is, yeah. So... Um, yeah, like applying soap onto it and yeah. just yep. peeling off. Yeah, you got to get all that, uh, like, schmegma shit off. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. But, I mean... At least... At least you know, the guy's dicks are clean. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be a lot more Especially pleasurable. Type of play. Yeah. I can yeah, probably like milking table kind of thing. Yes, exactly. it is. Exactly. Yeah. I, I would love to have a milking table. I mean, oh, we can make dreams. one. Right. We could yeah. totally make one. You would just need a massage table and then cut a hole out in the center. They make Dude, them. Just though. use the massage table and just put your hole where the head goes. What? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could, you could do that. Yeah. Uh, just add like another table you can just balance on the other side with your legs. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. Cause then whenever we have some of our friends over, I could be getting a massage and, and being milked. That would be fantastic. I mean, wouldn't that be like yeah. the best ever? <laughs> it would be. There's your happy you ending. You are taking notes, right? <laughs> she better be. Like a dream come true. Yeah, exactly. Like all, all the crazy shit that I've done in all these lifestyles, I think that would probably take the cake oh damn all right now i know what i gotta get done so the next time amy idaho comes over i, I was already thinking about we her we need to make that happen i was legit <laughs> thinking about what why are you reading my mind stop that so expert massage massage uh, maker uh massage top i mean i don't know how good she is i don't care she's really fucking hot though yeah <laughs> and we're gonna totally blindfold you so you're not gonna know who's doing what oh, i don't care who's doing what i very good <laughs> I'm just trying to heighten your senses in, here. I'm indiscriminate yeah. when it comes to massages and being milked. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. I mean, Who it would could want, be, you can't really. It could be uh, the little man from from Jackass. I don't give oh a fuck. Oh, my God. Oh, wee man. Yeah, wee man. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a shit. All right. But so you also absolutely. like little people. So 
It's okay. I do like little people. <laughs> That's a kink of mine. Oh, they, River, uh, we were talking about this uh, little porn star uh, before. Uh, Tiny Tixie. We, oh, t- yeah. We've yeah. been dreaming to have her on on the uh, on the show, but we, we I don't know if we uh, can get her uh, get her publicist around. I don't know. She's pretty I popular. Mm-hmm. Listen, I highly doubt we're going to be able to pull somebody of that caliber, but. As far as like our own like you, uh, so I got a question for you guys because you guys seem to go to a lot of different events. What's some of the crazier events you guys have gone to? What's uh, and what are some of the things that stand out to you at those events? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I'm gonna say the craziest event, and it wasn't even so much the event; it was just the entire atmosphere around the event was naughty in new orleans oh my god yeah um, yeah it wasn't crazy but there was just a lot going on super sexy yeah um, be, like the whole city yes for four or five days is basically nothing but swingers and sex positive people yes like you could not be in new orleans at any other time like, and not have a great time like that's the time to go yeah oh and that's not even actual mardi gras no no, no. <laughs> And like the better debauchery time. It it really is because like the entire city or at, at least like the Bourbon Street area. Yeah, I was just going to say about Bourbon, Bourbon really Street. embraces everybody that comes down for that because I mean there's like almost 3000 people just at the event. Well, yeah, I mean like all the businesses Ooh. make bank and then there's down on Bourbon Street they have all the bars which they know when we all come in. Right, because we're all wearing these stupid lanyards <laughs> with like name tags. <laughs> I think they know even without us having to wear those, just from what we wear, how we're flirting with each other, how we're, you know, <laughs> they walk in, I walk in Probably with Pedro, but then the like point. I'm getting kissed by another dude. Like yeah. they're kind of yeah. like, we know who they are. And <laughs> like me and Brian are trying to make out with bartenders. and Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's the so, craziest. Yeah, I would agree to that one. Naughty New Orleans interesting because and that i'm guessing takes place in like december time frame no No. it was that was in july yeah it was actually the week of july 4th this year yep really what yeah they actually had fireworks going um down by the bay and we saw we didn't get to get like down to it but we saw it from our hotel because we stayed at the nopsy which beautiful hotel just so y'all know and okay that was beautiful we were already planning a trip down there or trying to plan a trip down there uh, for DomCon uh-huh. in Ooh. October. It'll probably be yeah. uh, a, a lot of the same atmosphere, depending on how many people are going to show up this year. Um, but because it's more fetish and kink related, um, the city may not be behind it as much as like the swing event. Mm-hmm. Um so if you really want to like see crazy, you're gonna to have to go to Naughty in New Orleans. Okay. Okay. Damn. And it's unfortunate too because one of the events that we have been going to and uh, gaining a lot of traction at uh, was an uh, something that happens during the Fourth of July weekend area. So now it's almost as if we're gonna to have to coordinate a trip to go down to you know. New Orleans as well as getting in touch with someone who 
you know, knows the area pretty well and can get a way around the bayou. I mean, um, stop beating around the bush. Just ask them if they'd if they'd help us uh, work our way around fucking naughty New Orleans. I mean, I'll talk with Kitty, but uh, um, I don't know if oh, Kitty's gonna oh, really be hundred percent. Uh, right. we, uh, we have that psycho as well. I mean, yeah. it, it's pretty easy. Like, if you go for the event, mm-hmm. it's there's two hotels. They're like two or three blocks away from each other, yeah. which that part kind of sucks because you have to walk, you know, back and forth. But everything is either at one hotel or the other, and then you have Bourbon Street. Yep. which is right next to the main hotel. So, oh. like, you literally can't get lost. I mean, it's you all just right there. walk and you will gotcha. see people with stupid lanyards on. <laughs> and if you need to know where something is, just ask them. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, definitely uh, seeing y- y'all down there. Uh, well, I definitely are going to need some, uh, some of your assistance with some tour guiding. Um it is a ton of fun, and we know oh, a lot of the best bars to go down there. Oh yeah, some really good. Bars. I just want to learn. I want to learn what they make down there. Oh, I want to have a nice ball. Okay, so then, what is your favorite thing to get drunk on while you're down there? Uh, tequila. <laughs> tequila. <laughs> I mean, uh, but margarita? that's. I don't care. Or just straight up tequila. He just does straight up tequila or anything that has tequila in it. Yes. I'm a tequila. Uh, tequila whore. makes his clothes fall off. But I'm. I mean, <laughs> I'm usually one of the first people naked at an event, so usually. I don't really need tequila, but I drink it like it's water. God damn. Understandable. What service were you in? Army. Ah, understood. <laughs> You're fool. God damn it. I was a '63 whiskey. Wait a second. Wait a second. Hold on. <laughs> fuck they okay to... you got me on that one i don't remember that one off the top of my head that is an all-wheeled vehicle mechanic really yes oh. how was that if you don't mind me asking that was great no one fucked with you because you controlled motor pool <laughs> <laughs> so if people wanted their shit fixed they had to be nice to you <laughs> a pretty good spot to be in it's kind of like being a cook yeah you know, uh, like yeah you don't nobody don't fucks with the cooks. <laughs> do i do i not spit in your food right? you never know jokes on you i spit in everyone's food <laughs> no, it's not true. but yeah i mean uh i enjoyed my time as a mechanic um i was trying to cross train before i got out um but i ended up having open heart surgery and that kind of put the kibosh on my military career. Oof. So that sucks. I'm assuming medical? Uh trauma. <laughs> <laughs> trauma that led into medical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was um I was trying to help somebody protecting them and uh I took a knife in through the sternum. Shit. Damn. Well, Congrats on still being here. It's not all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> oh, stop. Oh, what, the living part? Yeah, yeah that part. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, one day at a time. I, the, the part about having the the wild encounters uh, definitely would offset a lot of the. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, so 
question for you then, because I know you said you started off as a, as a working your way up as a submissive to learn how to be a dom. Mm -hmm. What types of play other than like impact and blood are you familiar with? Uh, like I do a lot of fire. I've had fire done to me. I am not a fan of doing fire play. Um, mainly because I'm always afraid like at the places we go, like it's going to set off a fire alarm or something or, you know, sprinklers are going to come on and I'm not trying to have that drama in my life. Um, yeah. Electrostem. Yeah. I, I love electrostem. Um, Hell yeah. And like, I really enjoy uh, degradation and humiliation. Um, not a super big fan of receiving it, but going through that made me realize like, huh, I really want to do this to somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, um, acts of service was a big part of my training mainly because I went through, um, under the old guard style of uh, BDSM, which was very high protocol. And I'm not a huge fan of the high protocol stuff just because, you know, people have real lives, you know, you can't be running around being, you know, super high protocol when you got kids at home and you have professional jobs and it's just yep. too much to, to worry about for me. So there is a lot of time that goes into it, especially if you are putting on certain outfits and oh yeah, in certain spaces. Oh, absolutely. Like, especially if tank is going in for a Dom space, like you have like, the whole concept of like the corsets. Right. Yeah. We, we don't do that. Um, like when I play in the swing atmosphere as a top, you know, like I may put something nice on like a, you know, slacks and a button down with a tie and, you know, I put my reading glasses on and, you know, so I look sophisticated and, you know, like I play that role, but, when it's just us here at home, like I'm in my sweatpants and my pajama shirt and, you know, I'll be like, get on the fucking bed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're not, we're not very like high protocol when it comes to being at home. No. <laughs> it's comfy protocol. Yeah, it is comfy. comfy protocol. Like I love being comfortable. So when it comes to our, our play style, um, it, it's very loose. Mm-hmm. The only like major hard and fast rules is, you know, that she addresses me as sir or daddy yep, and that she listens. Cause if she doesn't, she's, I get my ass beat. Gonna get beat. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I won't listen. <laughs> yeah. Now, is it a lot of brat taming or is it, um, she tries to be a brat. Take? Yeah. I, so we have dated several women um together that were more on like the bratty side which will bring out some bratty tendencies that i have but alone i do not act bratty i am very much a good girl um Mm -hmm. i do as i like i've as we've been in this now for 10 years um i have kind of like push a little bit back a little bit so i have more like an attitude kind of per se and then you know uh-huh. he either gives me that yes yes like i'll if i'm it's wanting to get something actually, yeah i get it so it's like not that you're um you're not doing something um 
or getting corrected on to do it correctly because of uh like being the part of that protocol but it's more of oh i'm getting out of line you really gotta reprimand me for that one don't you i gotta be accountable <laughs> yes yeah she tries to play that card <laughs> it doesn't get played very often <laughs> i love that no, so. i mean like she's more of like that good girl like she said um there's very few times I have to, you know, like reprimand her or give her punishments. Um, I was deathly afraid of today, though. So we've had, uh, how would you describe it for me? It was more of basically I've had a task that I've had to do. And yes. if I don't do these certain tasks, then I have some form of a reprimand for it. So one of them was, you know, and it was something simple, just being very forgetful. And he would try to remind me to make sure that I did it. And it was making sure he would have the things that he needed for lunch for work. And it has been years since I have forgotten to put a fork in his lunchbox. <laughs> because the oh. last time I was beat with a belt for it. And boy, I did not forget for a very long time. And then today, which is kind of funny that I thought about <laughs> it, I panicked because I went, oh, no, I don't remember if I packed a fork. <laughs> so I texted him like, please don't be mad at me, daddy. But when you get a chance, can you check if there's a fork in your lunchbox? <laughs> and there was. So, yeah, I, oh. I, I avoided getting beaten. So. Good girl. For now. But I might be like, hey, I didn't pack Sorry. a fork, but, you know, I might have spares somewhere <laughs> hidden <laughs> just so he can come home and give me the belt. <laughs> I'm apparently too nice of a dom. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I would say, um, like, my reds are probably the, the humiliation aspect. But um, and also, like, I don't I don't want it to be a personal degradation, but I feel like I could give that if it was more banter. I'm more of this like the bratty kind of mm. uh, banter type of deck, uh, conversation. Got you. Okay. We're all just give and take. Yeah, I mean, like uh, all all I got from that last bit of the conversation was that my submissive needs to start cleaning her fucking room more often and sending <laughs> me her the pictures that she fucking is supposed to send through her contract, woman. <laughs> well, then what you're gonna have to do is if she doesn't, you're have to lay down the law i mean i gave her three strikes oh yeah years ago yeah on that third strike she got her ass beat with the, the belt, belt <laughs> until she was bawling yeah yep <laughs> and that was so years ago i'm still like oh <laughs> yeah more thud uh, more thud toys so the more that you have for uh yeah so it looks like you have to get um impact toys for something that she doesn't like to use huh yeah i mean yeah that would be I mean, all of my punishments involve things that she hates. Yes, 100% everything that I hate. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm a, a, a sadistic dominant, so I don't really do f the punishments. No. Like, if I'm punishing you, it's you're not getting be... fucking punished. Yeah, like, <laughs> you, you know you did wrong, and, like, you're going to have to own up to that and take whatever he's going to give you, and then you're going to need to learn and grow from it. I get that. <laughs> well, thank you. I like that. You're so sweet, Daddy. Glad you finally figured that out after and, uh, 10 years. I was just going to say, it only took me 10 years, Daddy. It's fine. <laughs> I'm like a work in progress yeah. over time. Long periods of time. 
But that's one of the hardest yeah, things that I have, like, when it comes to just topping, like, other partners. Mm-hmm. Because most of our friends and stuff or our acquaintances or people that listen to our show, they know that I'm a sadist. Mm-hmm. And that scares them. So when I see these people out at events or at parties or whatever, you know, and they're like, oh, I want somebody to, you know, to top me or do this or do that. And I'm like, I'll do it. And they're like, eh. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is like, you're, you know what you can do with people that, you know, they're new to you. Like, you're not going to go full right. fledged like you do with me. It's going to be a per person type of basis. Right. But so many people have seen me beat your ass and they're well, like, I, I mean, don't want that. any fucking part of that. <laughs> but okay. So I'm also like that weird person where I am, yes, a masochist, but I don't get off on my pain. There, <sighs> I get off on your pain. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> it's more of the, depending on how like the thudding of the flogger hits me, like if there's like a rhythmic to it, I can really get into it and lost in it, but I'm not going to come from it. What is my enjoyment is to see my marks and my bruising that I get afterwards and how they heal over time. That's what I am always like going for. Cause like when you got me in the boob with the, the dragon tail that hurt so fucking bad. But then afterwards, like I was looking at the marks cause like they were immediate like marks across like two lines across my tit. And I was just like, huh? I kind of like that. I did not like it happening, but I totally liked it. <laughs> yeah, like when um whenever I think about like in, intense impact scenes, um when I've been uh you know bottomed for it, I, it's so serene. I don't know. I, I when I got hit in the back with a like someone you know florentining, I'm just I'm just sitting there. I felt like waves mm-hmm. like just ca- crashing down an ocean. I, I, I kind of just feel kind of that peace just kind of just sitting there just like nothing really hurts bad mm-hmm. like if someone really is going for like uh, a nine on on me with like you know something that's like a thuddy toy or, or something I I have no problems with it yeah that's just exactly how I am morals. Mm-hmm. but like yeah like, I, I could I have that like you know that threshold when it comes to like certain sting but like if someone gives sustain sting that's my red it's like no i want i want something that's going to be like a nice like thud Mm -hmm. and just because someone boxed my ass and that was amazing (laughs) like just full on just pummeled it and it felt oh i could yeah okay i could totally get into that like that would probably feel really really good yeah and he also did it as a metronome as well at some points all so right. we just timed a lot, of it, a lot of the rhythm to it. It was, it was very fun. I would definitely enjoy that. And I don't enjoy any of that. <laughs> no, you don't. Like, if somebody is doing any of that to me, in my head the whole time, I'm going, wait till it's my turn, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. lie. When we switch and I'm the one who is the dominant one, I literally in the back of my mind going... You know, I may have to just kind of watch how much I do because I know in his head he's going, just you fucking wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that you just do like uh, fake uh, movie hits, just yeah. right? just invisible, uh, you know, just almost hits but doesn't actually meet, just very yes. close. She did do that when we first started tra- her training. 
Uh, I was very, very afraid. Like when she would like spank my ass, it would be like a, like a tap. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Now you're like, okay. Yeah. Like now I tell her, I'm like red. Yeah. Yeah. That was me trying the new flogger. And you were like, that was a red. I was like, okay, my bad. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like I have to be in a competitive mindset Mm -hmm. in order to take it. Cause like, right, like, I, like I have a lot of female dominant friends mm-hmm. and we used to go like, you know, back and forth at parties and stuff mm-hmm. to see who would uh, tap out first. It was a lot of fun to watch that. And like, I could take that all day long, mm-hmm. but in a scene, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Damn. That's so if we up. gamify the scene, it's okay. But the second it's not a competition. I'm out. Yeah. Yep. Pain, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because, like, I I don't know. It, it's so weird. I have a really high pain tolerance. and But when I'm in a scene as a bottom, like, that goes out the window. I think it's because you're out of your wheelhouse. Well, and yeah, because I'm trying to be submissive and, it like, right. changes everything about me. Right, and it changes how yeah. you're mentally taking that in. So you're taking it in as a submissive. So you're feeling it not only physically but emotionally. So it's Ooh, a lot yeah. different than when you're a dominant where you're in more control of how you're thinking, what you're planning, how you're going to make your submissive feel. You don't get to do that when you're in that submissive role. Yeah. Especially uh, even though you have a certain communication dynamic, like in your head, you're like you're kind of vulnerable in a different way. Mm-hmm. You're you're exposed you're, you're exposed yourself to something that you yourself like yeah you can totally do what they're doing but it's it's like damn this is this is how this is how hard I hit and especially when you get to like certain nines and you go oh my god like what the fuck what happened mm-hmm. is this how I am to to, to my my people yeah I mean like but also you laugh I mean I know that. I'm kind of brutal with people, but I only play with people that that's what they want. Like they crave that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but like, since you don't crave it yourself, being done to you, that's where it's kind of, you become, okay, shit. I really, you start to really tense up more. So like, I feel like it's like when he switches, he's, you know, as a dominant, he's at the top of the mountain. But then when you switch to that submissive and you're not really wanting to be a submissive because it's just not your nature, you're at like the bottom, like almost like sea level. And it's hard to kind of not necessarily like balance yourself, but just to find your ground really. But like for me, it's hard to wrap my head around because in my younger days, I fought a lot. Like Mm -hmm. I was a fighter and I mean, I've gotten my ass whooped by dudes that you know were professional fighters like mma type guys and that shit hurts less Hmm. than getting flogged or caned or you know any of that shit like i'll take a punch to the face from conor mcgregor before i'll let somebody cane me so do you think it's the adrenaline rush that like when you're fighting with a with maybe a dude or i mean i wouldn't think you would be fighting a woman but you know whatever Right. Like, I feel like maybe that adrenaline is, you know, keeping your mind distracted and you're, you know, you're in that competitive and alpha role kind of thing where when you're in the submissive role, you don't have that. Have you done primal play? 
I'm I'm not real primal. He's not. Interesting. And I'm not big on like the I like the breeding aspect to it. Yeah, but I, mean, I don't like, like, I like, like the, the growling or anything and being like the the prey. I don't I'm not, I'm not into it. Yeah, I think uh-huh. for for me I, I don't want to be in that primal space because as somebody that used to fight a lot, you know, that'll put me in a place that isn't safe for anybody. Okay. That makes sense. Gotcha. You know, because into a different fight or flight. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like, I'm not saying I would ever intentionally hurt anybody, but I feel like if I kind of let that primal side take over, I'm not going to be thinking clearly enough to keep somebody safe. Mm-hmm. I really, yeah. really understand what you're, what you mean by that and really appreciate you sharing that because honestly, for me, uh, I do a lot of primal play personally. Uh, and I also do have that fear of taking it too far. And part of, part of like my thing with my current submissive, because she's not, she's into the primal play, but I also know what her limits are. And while I'm in that state, I'm constantly going back and forth of okay i need to maintain composure of this and i cannot take this at too far right and that's where with me just being like a sadist you know i'm in full control of myself at all times you know because i'm dictating how much you know pain the submissive is going to endure where in that primal scene you know if it's a power exchange. Right. And if she's feeding into, you know, the negative side of what I'm doing, how am I supposed to stop that? You know, where as just a, a dominant or a master, I'm in full control. I'm composed. You know, I'm thinking about what I'm doing. And, you know, I have a game plan where in a yeah. primal scene, there is no game plan. It's basically you're feeding off of each other's energy and if you know the submissive is basically egging you on to be rougher and more aggressive and you know she's wanting all these things that you definitely want to do but you're not in the right mindset to to stop yourself at that point of that's too far oh yeah yeah it's a it's a difficult balance and something that you you need to really tread or you get lost in it and i don't think i can do that Understood. It is not an easy dance sometimes, I will fully, fully admit. Yeah, the man who does fire play uh, does know the delicate dance of life and death. I mean, just go ahead. I feel like I, I would feel a thousand times safer doing fire play than I ever would doing a primal scene. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Because you don't have to worry about the unknown variable of another person. Ah, that's also not true. Yeah, because what if they get up and start running around and they catch the drapes on fire and (laughs) now you got a whole fucking mess. Or what what happens if one of your cups just happens to get loose and explode? (laughs) 
Like, we don't know anything about that as I'm missing a chunk of my finger. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a wild concept. I would never know uh, the feeling of someone scraping glass off me. It, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> nah. I mean, no, I can't say anything from fire play, but I mean, I have definitely had my fair share of, of glass all over me. <laughs> oh, yeah. You get the hang of it eventually. <laughs> So what glass all over you? What what scenes have you done with glass? If you don't mind me asking. Oh no, that was from fights. <laughs> oh okay, <laughs> understood. <laughs> I got thrown through a window once. That sucked. Ooh. That would be a lot of glass oh. on your body, all different parts of your body. Yeah. Head or head first, feet first. Eh, like shoulder first. Shoulder. Okay. Toss to the Ooh, side. Yeah. Yeah, he was a big boy. I, I would assume because if they could throw you through a window, that he would have to be a big boy to make that happen. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that uh, he was a bouncer somewhere else. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's even worse. You gambled hard and lost. Oh, boy. It's okay. It's okay. Sometimes you got to lose. You know, sometimes you just do. <laughs> You lose in order to win eventually. Well, yes. yeah. I mean, you know, you're you're never going to win 100% of your battles. You learn from each one of them. You definitely do. And I learned a big lesson that day. Don't fight the big boys that might be a bouncer at one point. No, don't fight a big boy next to a big pane glass window. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, good lessons to learn. Just not or next to Or use the window though. first. Yeah. yeah. I mean... I should have probably went outside first. Yeah, yeah. That because then all I would have point. then all I would have done is probably fell on the concrete instead of going through glass, <laughs> then onto the concrete. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Take out one of them steps. Be a lot better. <sighs> I'm old and wise now. <laughs> yeah, your odds at least. Yeah, hindsight's a bitch, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit. Yeah. But hey, at least at my funeral, it won't be boring when people are telling stories no definitely uh, yeah there's gonna be a lot to say. Just say found out <laughs> oh yeah yeah i've definitely uh, crossed the intersection of fuck around and find out many times <laughs> true the fucking true facts <laughs> but i mean i'm not afraid to say you know like you know like some people don't want to admit when you know they've made bad decisions or they fucked up or they got their ass whooped I'll be the first to tell you. I got my ass whooped so many times. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Every time that uh, something bad happens, that's always my first instinct. What, to get your ass whooped? Uh, well, <laughs> honestly, if you need to, yes. But uh, also be accountable for your actions. Oh, yeah. I mean, I 100% knew every time I was getting into something stupid. <laughs> We're like, this is going to end oh. well, or I got this shit. <laughs> oh, speaking of ass whooping, uh, there was a... Uh, a toy uh, from that same uh, vendor that had a legit boot print on it. So you could get your ass kicked <laughs> nice. by a paddle. Okay. Very nice. We could totally, we could totally make something, dude. So I, I have a question for you guys. Uh-huh. So how long have the two of you been interested or participating in this space? Like, as far okay. as, like, kink and BDSM and, you know, alternative lifestyle stuff. Would you like to start, Tess? Uh, 
do you have anything before you want to uh do you want me to go oh uh i've you go first okay you know I, real talk it, it kind of started off as like a dirty little secret at some point when you're kind of like like relatively young or just kind of getting into your adolescence or whatever and then uh you know, you always kind of think of it in the back of your head and you imagine like, okay, you know, what are these concepts? Like what you go through all these phases of checking all the different lists of uh, shit on Pornhub, RedTube, you know, XN, et cetera. Uh, and you kind of get to that, um, that point of like, oh, wow, you kind of cross every single territory. So it's like, for me, probably about, gosh, if I'm, 27 at this point uh, yeah probably gonna say like 13 14 years okay right on and when did you start like I, I guess researching and learning you know about the different stuff that you're into like listening to different podcasts and stuff like that like when did that start for you Tess Oof, right around uh i would say it came to a head after already uh researching a lot of it uh around the time of covid i would say okay like so 2019 2020 was uh, around that phase of yeah this is where i'm starting to really take notes of everything that's going on and it came to this head of yeah uh this is my relationship dynamic now uh, this is how my uh, kink preferences are. Um, and then also, especially coming back uh, around 2021 is where um, I really met up with Truth and really taken a uh, taken into uh, the kink community. I know Truth has been around for a hot second and can really give you the rundown of his experiences as well. But um, yeah, the, the note-taking started close to right around covid but uh yeah 2021 2022 really was the the major formative years of exploring kink and uh i think now this year's uh swingster exploration as well okay right on so how about you truth i've been here for a fucking minute uh 15 pseudo active years in the community uh started back in I want to say 2012 uh, when I was still in the military funny enough story the first time I went to a BDSM dungeon you know those like lovely like weekend fucking write up things that you had to <laughs> fill out yeah. like what are you planning on doing this weekend well my ass being an honest motherfucker just put down BDSM sex dungeon and then immediately got called into my CEO's office. <laughs> uh, did did like three or four years out in the Washington State community. Came out to came back out to New Jersey uh, and kind of just started looking desperately for community out here and have started to find it a little bit, but. Uh, yeah, that's kind of my history with it. Okay. So when did you get into like the, I, I guess, social media aspect of it, you know, as far as, uh, like the websites and podcasts and all that. So I started off with FetLife. As we uh, all did. Yeah. As <laughs> most people do. Uh, I started off with FetLife, 
uh, when I first got into the community. That was back when it was and free. Then back in what? That was back when it was free. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they still charge ten bucks for it, but really? Yeah, it's it's the yearly donation so that you can view extra videos and all oh. sorts of other stuff. Oh, I never did that. <laughs> yeah, I never did a year. Yeah. I uh, I've I never it done month. it. Yeah, me neither. I don't need to watch videos on Fat Life. If people want to me videos, see. they can just send them to me. Yeah. <laughs> you can just you, you know my email, just send it to me. Yep. Uh but I got into the social media aspect of it. I want to say in college. And it was more so due to the fact that I was doing a lot more research uh online and was also trying to start up this show as like a college radio show oh, okay so that's kind of where i got into the social media aspect of it You're uh, cool. now unfortunately i'm working on a career in porn but yeah me that's too. just where the natural <laughs> progression has led me yeah, and now you have to use a lot of the uh, research you've used for social media and use it for porn media as well. Porn promotion. Yep. We know all about that life. Oh, yeah. Last so, three years. The reason yeah, low to advice. that I wanted to ask you guys about that, um, is it okay if I mention another podcast? Absolutely. Go right ahead. Okay, so. By all means. When I first got into podcasts, um, it was back in 2014. Yeah, I think so. And I came across a podcast called The Perverted Podcast. Oh, I loved them. And that's literally what made me want to do my own podcast. Mm -hmm. Because the way they did it was fucking awesome. And it, it, it doesn't hurt that the main host is a radio DJ. So he like makes jingles and shit. So all their jingles for the different segments are freaking hilarious. Um, but they were the first show that I listened to that had kink, BDSM, polyamory, a dash of swinging. Like they weren't like real big swingers, but they were more like polyamorous. They were, they were more like a polycule. Yeah. Um, but they recorded at um a dungeon yeah was it a dungeon yeah in la like that's where they did their show <laughs> yeah so i was like this is fucking awesome <laughs> um but i highly recommend for you guys to go back and listen from the beginning there's like almost 400 episodes now but listen from the beginning because the first like 150 episodes are gold <laughs> And then some of the hosts start dropping off. So then it gets a little harder to follow, but do yourself a favor and go listen to them. They were very entertaining. They were actually the, probably the first podcast that I ever listened to because I'm not much of like listening. I do a lot more of like just music and stuff. But when I was at home, cause at the time, you know, I was a stay at home mom he had gotten me onto it and I would just have my phone playing because the kid didn't know what was going on. She was, what, two months old. So I would just let it go, let it play. And I was just like, man, this is some funny freaking shit and some good information and just overall 
they they threw so much together and there was the banter between them all too which is yes. the best part i yeah, think out there of was all like, of it. at one point there was like five or six hosts yeah so i i highly recommend giving them a listen in the beginning yeah i mean it's not bad now but now it's just him and he has two different remote guests but it's usually one or the other mm-hmm. um but I think you guys will definitely appreciate that show because, you know, it's basically all along the same lines of what you guys do. You know, it's inclusive. Um, They don't talk bad about anybody. Um, But it's also like a twist of our show because uh, the main host, Boogie, he doesn't sugarcoat anything. Yeah. He's not afraid to be like, that guy's a fucking asshole, you know. <laughs> he said that many times. <laughs> yeah. So do yourself a favor and start listening to them. Gotcha. Like, um, you know, but the, he's also kind of like accountable when he uh, like bucks up on his own uh, regards. Yes. Which the females um, on the show usually will prove him wrong at some point, And then he has to apologize to them. Yes. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Speaking of fucking up, we have to run this before we fucking uh, get to the near the end of this show. Tess, run the fucking ad. This episode <laughs> is sponsored by Mailhanger. Oh, I know you. T- I, I tried to give you the bait long ago. Okay, wonderful. All right, uh, thank you. We were able to finally get that uh, advertisement out. I'm really glad we were able to. Uh, nice amount of effort. We did for that it's almost like it was seamless all right we're back (laughs) you guys have ads i don't have ads we don't have ads Uh, yeah uh we do have allegedly a sponsor uh so we do have to uh, encourage uh the usage of the uh of the mail hanger name yeah Uh, grow your dick is that what it is grow your dick Hmm. tell them to send me one and i'll review it i was gonna say is that like a penis pump (laughs) Or is it the weighted uh, one? Or is it, it the is. pill? No, it's a weight. Oh. Male hanger. Oh, hang. oh, yeah, that makes sense now. It the, does involve a little bit of utilizing weights to... Uh, Tess is going to go get the there. Cock. Oh, no, yeah, I have it I have it ready. I don't have it. I, I have it on <laughs> right <laughs> now. This is literally what I was thinking. Um, I was like, man, he's prepared. He's like, look, I'm going to give you a demonstration right now. Here we go. Um, How many yeah, pounds? So, uh, you can use a lot of different weights. Uh, so if you ever needed to uh, go in, you, I would recommend starting off with one, but you can dec- uh, increase the number as you seem comfortable with. Um, but you essentially have you know, something to go onto your Johnson, uh, as well as a cloth that you will wrap around your ding dong, as well as stuff you can put on for door attachments. And did you just uh, say door attachments? He did. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Door oh, attachments. Oh, I did. Is this kind of uh, like. And this is going to go onto your. It's a stretching device. Yes. Huh. Is it a stretching it device like that is like uh, trying to be a CBT device or. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Just uh, see. Is... Just see. Just see. Just, just a cock see. device. Just cock. <laughs> um, not, not intentionally, no. Um, 
but it, it could if you we do uh, market to, to that <laughs> we do <laughs> i mean i do okay good <laughs> all right so give me the skinny well, have you used it um for the purposes right now um i have not had a chance but um i do need to get the um the cloth cut out uh to wrap around my ding dong so, oh, so uh, he's saying really the only hang up i have he's too big but, for um, it you don't need a stretcher he's already big i have to cut off a part. <laughs> i think i cut off a lot of parts to it i have to do a lot of diy <laughs> Uh, that's why I have to grow my dick. I got to get to that point. That, that's like that's 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 the real kicker. And no, I don't mean ball kicker. I just <laughs> mean uh, to the joke. Um, but yeah, let me just uh, spread it open a little bit. Just uh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, there's a lot going on to it. It's meticulously put in. He he took his fucking effort in this. There's it, a dog. Is... Puppy. I see the puppy. <laughs> Where's the puppy? Oh, hi. Oh, look at you. Look at you. What's happening? Uh, they, yeah, uh, they kicked in the door, waving the 4-4. Four four. <laughs> I, I got swatted by my dog. Sorry. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, don't know, I don't know what to, to do uh, to, to fix that, to repair that. Nah, I'm not sure. That's okay. Um, Dogs are allowed everywhere. Oh, yeah, of course. That's why I make sure that this, uh, this lovable oaf uh, knows that they're... Uh, Want to hang out? Want to hang out? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna close the door just to. Uh... Oh, did the small one want to leave too? Oh yeah, there's a small, small one sleeping in the back too. Now the other one rudely took away the spot. Here, uh, Truth, can you uh do something real quick? Absolutely. So, <sighs> did Truth use so the mail hanger? No, no, no. I'm working on using our partnered product with uh, another in another guest of the show, uh, Miss Maya Romero. Next uh, November, we're planning on doing a lovely how-to photo shoot and video of our other product, the Baldo. Hmm. The Baldo? Yes. What it is, is the is Baldo? A, Where's Baldo? A, Did you say Baldo? Yes, join the ball sex revolution. Uh, ball sex? Yes. I'm intrigued. <laughs> okay. Well, Are you putting your balls in her vagina? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Look. Oh, no shit. Yeah, it's right there. Look up. <laughs> yeah, get a closer look. I'm looking. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking. <laughs> <sighs> oh. So this is the Baldo. Uh, essentially, your testicles go inside of this right here, uh, and it turns your balls into a dildo that you can insert into uh, vag vaginally or anally. Uh, to give yourself a little bit more length, there are these spacers that after you place your balls inside of the Baldo, you then hike these things around the top and then around the base of your shaft to give you a little bit more length. Oh my god. My balls hurt just looking at that. I know. We've done cock cages and he's just like, I'm not sure if I'm a fan of this. <laughs> I'm glad we're having the same thoughts. <laughs> oh, come off it. <laughs> 
It doesn't seem like it's that bad of a. Uh... Oh, I'm real scared. <laughs> Are your balls too big? The, the, the vibe ball, though, it probably uh, is, more, is stretchier. Listen, just because it vibrates does not mean that my balls are any smaller. <laughs> yeah, but I'm talking about the material is stretchier. <clears throat> well, talking about safety practice, my friend. I am looking forward to hearing both reviews because, uh, I mean, who doesn't want a bigger dick? And who doesn't want to find out if the baldo hurts your balls? Yeah, and like... <laughs> Can you actually, like, get them into a vagina? I mean, no, you ain't going to get them into my vagina, but, I mean, that might help. Maybe assist. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess it would d depend on the size of the balls. Yeah. And, I mean, and, like, yeah. Does it really give a different type of orgasm? Because that, that is also one of the claims is uh, a ballgasm. A ballgasm. Yeah. So like, this is more, like, for the guy, they're going to have a ballgasm. Yeah. yeah, which oh. I am curious if that's like a different impact feeling compared to like getting pegged in the prostate. I was just so like, yeah, yeah. I I mean, this to me, I feel like you know, pegging play is is, is more enjoyable, or you can really get to that feeling of the what the G, G spot really is. But I don't really think uh, I don't really know if uh, if the ball ga uh, like ballgasm itself is really going to because if I'm going to be playing Halo, like you know. By teabagging someone, I gotta <laughs> at least like know that it's gonna at least be be really like better than the prostate, you know? Listen, I'll admit I'm scare roused. <laughs> you're sick and yeah, curious. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out the logistics. <laughs> like how did the so, balls get in there and then I mean so there is a there is a how-to video that comes on the lovely QR code that comes with the uh, device, but essentially you have to shave your your balls completely smooth, lube them bitches up with as much fucking lube as you possibly can, jam them into the device, and then slide the spacers over the device and around your balls to give you length ball condom so does the torpedo end of that device go into the vagina first yes okay now i'm okay now picking up what you're laying down because i was like, thinking how... like balls first i'm like That's how the I was fuck thinking too. oh yeah what the fuck <laughs> yeah you pretty much have to have them already on top of your cock and then you say all right let's get the balls inside <laughs> yeah i'm like <laughs> Man, yeah, my balls don't like, hang that low. Piece. Shit. <laughs> the double penetration type beat at that point. Ex exactly. Like, you could just put it right in her ass, like, as you're fucking her. <laughs> yes. Actually, that that doesn't that maybe. Listen, listen. <laughs> this, is, this is already a bad idea. <laughs> this is already a bad idea. I got plenty more for you. Easy DP. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> I mean, I am a walking bad idea. So, mm -hmm. if you need any assistance, just hit me up. It's like I got more. What you need? <laughs> <laughs> I got some reckless decisions. Let's let's see what we got here. Uh, yeah. Actually, the clamp actually is pretty impressive on this thing. Yeah. This. All right. Yeah. Maybe I am just uh, using this as a safety stance. <laughs> actually, no. I, I will. I will use it for what it's legitimately for. 
for for posterity's sake and and, and honor's sake. Yes. Uh, for my for my fuck around find out phase. <laughs> Maybe that swatting thing doesn't sound like that's that bad. I mean, it sounds actually funnier. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to hearing both of these on future episodes because you have got me intrigued. Very. On both now. Morbid curiosity. Yeah. It's great curiosity. Because uh, if if the mail hanger works, I got some twenty pound dumbbells downstairs that I can just. Oh my god! You know, like I don't need to go buy nothing. I got What's some. What's Ben at right now again? Uh, what was the number? The what? I think Ben said he was at thirty. All right. Yeah, you got to beat thirty. Thirty. All right. Yeah. I just have to find yeah. a, so, something to wrap my dick around so that I can pick it up. <laughs> Are we talking about yeah, using yeah. a cloth? What are we, what are we needing? I, 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 oh, I don't know. I, I got it. You got to get like a ballast system. So like you got to get like a pulley uh, thing. So you take like um, you know, a nice like metal piece and you take each of the corners to make sure it you know, distributes the weight enough for the, uh, the 20 uh, dumbbell, the 20 pound dumbbells. And then, um, you know, just take like a wire, tether it together. You're fine. I got some easy piece. Some Japanese silk rope. I mean that could work. Yeah, exactly. Just wrap yeah. it around my dick like six hundred times and yeah, suspend that shit. Yeah, I'll just lay on my soon-to-have milking table. Oh yeah, yeah, there you go. And just dual-purpose table. Yeah. Before you know, it, my dick will be touching the ground. Standing? Sounds but like again, a plan. It, it is starting off with uh, you know, the, the easy weights first, and then getting to the real resistance training. I don't have time for that. Oh my god! <laughs> Your cock will break. I'm 40 years old, man. This shit's gonna fucking grow or or it ain't. One way or another. Didn't one of the potential uh, interviewees we wanted to have uh, have a broken cock experience? Yep, yep. We 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 got to hear all about how Evan Stone broke his cock and it actually grew his dick. Yeah. Interesting. So, I, mean, I broke my dick. Get to that point, and, and you want to endure the surgery that goes with it. By all means, we will give you the tools necessary. Well, see, I'm gonna keep my broken dick because now it's shaped like a banana. Oh my god! And yeah. like all the women love it now. Legit. Uh, in one of my segments that we did was that's not a sex toy. I tried a banana and it felt just like. Pedro's cock and I was like this is weird the only downfall is after a while you know it squishy it got squishy so yeah, didn't work how, as well anymore deep throating it for I was not deep throating it what <laughs> what are, what have been some of your favorite uh, things that you've tried on that's not next toy well my favorite was definitely the banana that was like top of the chart um, I think from there, the next one was, um, oh my goodness. The curling iron or the, the Parmesan cheese? The Parmesan cheese. Um, I think I kind okay. So it, it's a, it's a cross between the two because I liked that the curling iron went in easily, but I didn't like that ridge that it had on the top yeah. of it and that kept catching and I didn't like it. But what I, what I liked about the Parmesan was that it was more like softer. So it didn't hurt as much. It was just more of like that stretch that I didn't really like. 
Yeah, that initial dilation. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really like that one. <laughs> and if and if anyone needs to know, it was the small can, not the not the large can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Understandable. Yeah, this, the large one was never, ever going to fit. Yeah. I'm surprised that the one that I used even fit. <laughs> my God. Now, uh, oh my gosh. That's, that's so many different toys. Now, what safety measures did you take on these? Um, yeah, so seriously, how big were the condoms? They were just the the skin condoms. Yeah, you'd be surprised how big condoms are, man. Yeah, like you you really don't need Magnum condoms because those are bound to just fall and like roll off anyway. So there's literally like no point in that unless you legit had any like horse-sized cock or like forearm-sized cock. And then, okay, yeah, you're going to need a Magnum for that. But But it's more just the band. It's not even the... Yeah, it's just the band. That's what you need the width for. Yeah, because... Like, I have a hard time with uh, Trojan condoms. Mm-hmm. The band is too tight. Yeah. It's not the length. It's the stupid band. Yep. Where the skin, um, their band is more stretchy. Yeah. Not a whole lot, but it gives you a little bit more flexibility. So that yeah. way you can get fully hard with it. Yeah. But yeah, so we just did condoms on them. And then the um, the curling iron was the one that we had to do some ram wrap on. Yeah, we did ceram wrap because there was, you know, like sharp edge, not sharp, but it was a hard plastic cap yeah. on the end of it. So when we did anal, it, I was like, let's put something around that that's gonna try to buffer it a little bit, and then I put the condom over top. So oh yeah, that way it was to you know, avoid those abrasions. Uh yeah, <laughs> and yeah, like you know, you want to use those products eventually again. So <laughs> yeah. Or it's like, you know, avoiding those rubber tips or those plastic tips that uh, are eventually going to have some type of, like, snag or something naturally on it. Yeah, that's basically what the curling iron had was it was like a snag of hard plastic. And I could feel it, and it made it really uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. It felt fine for me. I'm sure it did. You were the one holding the camera. (laughs) (laughs) That's the perks of not having a vagina. The water dick in your hand. Exactly. I mean... I don't have the vagina. I don't have to do this segment. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Especially with the banana. Uh, I guess in the, co- did you do the condom over the uh, full uh, peel itself as well? Yeah. Like we kept the whole peel on and that way, it, you know, it kept its shape. And then I put the condom over top almost like you would do when you were in high school and they were like, Hey, this is how you put a condom on. Hell yeah. And it works. It worked great. But then I think it was the, you know, combination of angle and heat that uh, made it a little smushy then after well, about 10 minutes. Didn't you end up yeah. like squirting a I little did. bit? Yeah. I did. Yes. That's why I was like, oh my God, this is like Pedro's dick. <laughs> and he's like, look, I don't have to do clone a willy. And I'm like, well, <laughs> technically you still do. Because <laughs> not every banana is the same. True. <laughs> Yeah, now I have to make a clone of Willie for like four people. Well, that'll be simple. You just have to make one and then you just send it out and just get it cloned. Like multiple yeah. clones. Yeah, just say, oh yeah, I'd like to use this uh, mold, please. Think smarter, times. not harder. I'm going to have yeah, to get because. Harder while you're thinking. Like, yeah. Everyone that I end up playing with is like, your curve is amazing. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a good thing to have, yeah. <laughs> it gets the good spots. <laughs> it's so Master weird though like shit. okay, okay. Yeah. so 
truth. Yes, I'm listening. You are also a swinger, right? Yes. Okay. So, and are you as well, Tess? I'm uh, looking into it right now for well, myself. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Technically, I'm non-monogamous. Okay. I, I fall under the swinger category, but my significant other does not. Okay. So yeah, I'm polyamorous myself, but um, swinging is kind of like that umbrella. Got you. Okay. So then, uh, Truth, you'll probably relate to this a little bit more than Tess will at this point. Um, so if you play with a, a partner that is just like someone that you meet, you know, like maybe have a little bit of interaction with, but they're not like really close to you or anything. And if you have this play partner that after you have played, like they go kind of over the top about how good it was or like, Mm -hmm. like how good your dick was or whatever. Yes. Like that makes me feel super weird because like, I don't believe anybody. Like I have no trust when it comes to a woman telling me like how good of an experience she had or like how much she enjoyed my dick. So for me, when I hear that, I'm just like, that's eh, weird. You know? <laughs> See when it's over the top, when I'll, I'll agree when it's over the top. Like I've heard some crazy fucking shit from women that I've had sex with who have literally compared me to like heroin. Uh, like that does weird me out, but there are some performances that I put on that I know nobody else can replicate. Well, I think for me, it's more of like, if if somebody tells me, Oh, you're in my, you know, top three top five or oh my god i haven't came that many times you know in so long blah 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 and when you sit back and like you look and you're like okay i've seen you play with this guy this guy this guy and they're like porn star guys you know what i mean yeah and you're like something's fishy here (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah yeah i can understand what you mean there you know but like like I, I have these play partners that when Tink is like, oh my God, I want him to do a clone of Willie. And they're like, oh my God, girl, me too. You got to send me one. I'm like, really? That's weird to me. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think I have a nice dick. But I wouldn't say I have like uh, a dick where someone's going to be like, oh my God, give me a clone of it. Okay, so I feel like on like coming from a woman that the reason why they're like, Oh my God, I want that is because most of the cocks that they come across in the lifestyle don't have a curve like yours. Very like we've been in this for years and I think there's only one other person that I recently can recall that has a slight curve. No, I'm sorry. Two, both of them slight. Like if you, blink too fast you might miss that there's an actual curve to it versus you where you there is a very significant curve and you also cannot find that even in a dildo they it just don't come that way yeah some of them don't really compensate that bend angle no they're like completely straight which if for most women that doesn't do anything for you 
you need a little bit of that extra curve in there. Yeah, and for prostates too. Yeah. I also look at it personally as if somebody's saying that they want a clone of your dick, fucking sell that shit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <a> heightened price. <laughs> Do it. Premium. I don't know. I mean, everybody wants Pedro's banana. It just weirds me out. But so the backstory on that for me is I came out of a 15 year marriage before I met Tink. And uh, my ex wife used to make fun of me all the time about my dick, like to our uh. friends and everything else. And, you know, so I have a bit of a complex about it. But I do Weird. really good with yeah. like being confident and not letting it bother me like before play but when i hear stuff like that that's when my ex-wife is in the back of my head you know like they're just saying that they're just trying to make you feel good you know and that's totally not the case but i, I get well, where you're, why you have that because it's um, was beaten into your head for so long that you you just you can't help it it's just what happens so i'm gonna share this real quick uh just because i feel like with you sharing that, I so my first soiree into like the real BDSM lifestyle, I did with my second ex-wife, and that was a horrible, horrible experience. And she ended up cheating on me, like forcing me into monogamy, and then going outside of the bounds of our relationship within the lifestyle, and. It was a really, really messed up time. And I had a lot of like really, really bad commitment issues because of that. And it is actually through my current submissive and through the growth that I have done with her that I have now been able to move past a lot of those relationship and commitment issues. And she is now a collared submissive for me. Well, that's great that you were able to, to move past that. And I feel like I've done that, you know, like compared to when uh, Tink and I first started dating. Yeah, you've gotten, I feel like you've gotten better. Um, you still have your moments like you just described where, you know, like you hear it, you're, you're definitely appreciative of it. And a part of you believes it and a part of you knows that they're telling you the truth. But it, it's just that past that's still kind of haunting. Yeah, I mean it's it it's hard to believe sometimes, you know, because I went 15 years of being told, you know, basically my dick is trash to now like almost everyone I play with is, you know, raving about how good of an experience they had. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, eh, "You tell all the boys that." You know. <laughs> yeah. I I really do feel like it is a lot to do with just that one individual that was stuck in her way of thinking where now being in the lifestyle and you know we're also polyamorous that you know all these other women have yet to be like eh it wasn't that great they're sitting there like wanting to come back for seconds you have on the poly side the women who are like I want you in my life forever and you're like I mean that's great but we, we have guidelines we have to follow because like I have tank. <laughs> so I feel yeah. like they know what is there because they're the real type of women that 
appreciate what you have and what you have is not trash. But I have been turned down many times by size queens. Well, see, that's different. That's completely different. I mean, not really. I feel like it is because they have something that they're looking for in particular. And obviously when it comes to size queens, we're talking anything that's like 10 inches and above. I think most yeah. size queens start at eight. I mean, that's large too. Wait, I don't think it starts at eight. That's I've yeah, been coming so, from someone who would go for crazy toy, uh, toy sizes. Like even for myself, nah, I, I would probably say it's like nine or higher. Well, to be considered a BBC, you have the, to be what eight inches. The the criteria most women go by is eight inches and thick. Right. So. And thick. Yeah, you gotta have the thickness too. Yeah, that's why a lot of women who like to have that fuller feeling go for the black guys because they genetically, I feel like, are just blessed with that, and they can go for that, and they know they're not gonna have to be like, well, if I go to a white guy, I'm not really sure what I'm gonna get. Because a lot of times I feel like the white guys don't always have the thickness. They have a lot of length, but they don't get both. It's one or the other. Usually, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, like, a lot of my friends in the lifestyle are black guys. Mm -hmm. You know, so, like, I'm always the little guy. But. Yeah, like, a lot of bullying situation, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and but what's crazy is I play as a bull. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ah. So, you know. That can make my life difficult at times. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I feel like if, even if you're a size queen, right, you should at least give somebody that's close to that, you know, cut off a chance. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, I agree like, with that. It's like a person-to-person basis. Like, but I would say if that's your only criteria, like, yeah, like, it's a, it's a little shallow. I would say for me, I'm like more demisexual. Like that's I how I am too. To yeah, like the personality before mm-hmm. I can really say like, oh yeah, I would totally like to do unholy things to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like we're both demisexual as well. Me more so than Tink, but um, like we both have to have that connection and stuff like that. Um, but like when it comes to the size queens that I have sought after, most of them have been very nice about it you know if they did turn me down but i have had some that were not so nice about it and you know it's like if only they knew yeah i mean because i've you know like i said i play with women that play with guys that are huge Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i'm apparently in you know their top list (laughs) yeah so i just feel like if if us guys okay have to basically take whatever vagina you have and work with it it should kind of have to be the same way the other way around you know because us guys can't go around your community yeah i could definitely agree with that yeah because could you imagine if us guys put on like a post on you know like in a facebook group for swingers i'm looking for you know a five foot two double d you know, blonde, blue eyes with a tight vagina. Yeah, you <laughs> like, would totally be like 
exiled and everybody would be putting you on the bad list of like don't you dare yeah, talk like, and play with him ever yeah but a like, woman what kind of standards are this like what the fuck right yeah. but a woman can He's go like, on there and say i'm looking for someone that's six three plus you know has muscles on top of muscles has at least you know a nine inch thick dick with you know golf ball size balls and they have to come like three liters. <laughs> That's the only only guys I'm gonna play For with. Breeding purposes only. Right. Yeah. Like, but that is perfectly acceptable. That's a double standard right there. Like that shit yeah. pisses me off. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that just kind of comes down to the moderation of, of the individual groups, you know. It's everywhere, um, dude. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. We've yeah. been swingers for ten years. And it's on every lifestyle website. Yep. Every Facebook group. You see MeWe, a lot in the Facebook groups. Oh yeah, like, and e- e- even at parties, like mm-hmm. people will literally tell you this to your face, like, "Oh, I'm looking for X, Y, and Z." And like, okay, well, I'm looking for X, Y, and Z too. And they're like, "Oh my God, you're so shallow." See, so now <laughs> I'm technically looking for a particular thing as well because like i don't want to waste my time with somebody who's got a big cock like i might get along with him great but it's not going to really go anywhere and i don't want to waste his time i want to find the guy that i can play with in the way that i want to play with that has that like five right but there's a difference like you literally cannot take a big dick right but but they don't know that unless i literally i have to keep saying it like it's right but you tell them that I mean, because most yeah, of the guys that, that you mean lo- the guys listen all the time. That's true. Yeah. The yeah. studs don't really care. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like she has to tell guys all the time, hey, I really like you, but I'm sorry you're too big. Yeah. But if you really like them, you'll still soft swap with them. Yeah. Like that's not off the table, but, but I just can't have like penetration. But for a size queen, if someone's too small, they don't offer even if they like the person, they don't offer to soft swap. Oh yeah. yeah, you're right. They don't. It doesn't really seem to be on the radar for that. It's literally, it's just like I just want to fuck. Yeah, that's it. I have never uh, been offered a soft swap hmm. from someone that said I was too small. And you have a lovely huh. cock to have in the mouth, so they're loss. <laughs> but it's just weird to biased. me that you know <laughs> that that double standard is completely acceptable. Yeah. Maybe that's something that'll change over the years. I don't think so. Because people have this misconception that women rule the lifestyle. Well. Ethical communities. Build them on your on our own. Yeah, I mean, like, we are part of the Front Porch Swingers group, um, which they have, like, a, a, a Telegram group for their Patreon members, and they have, like, 160-something people in there. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that group right there, it's taken us 10 years almost to find them. But they are probably the best lifestyle people we've ever met. Like they, they're, I mean, we've already found that within the lifestyle, those are the type of people that we want to surround ourselves with because they legit end up being our friends. They are there for us for everything that's wrong from, you know, bad day at work to major life altering things that you come across and they're still there to support you versus your vanilla friends that could care less well not just your vanilla friends but just like the random friends that you make in the lifestyle yeah i mean 
like we can count on one hand how many real friends we've met in the lifestyle yeah in 10 years yeah until we came to this group yeah and yeah now uh, fuck there's probably 60 of them that (laughs) that we could call at any time and be like hey can you come to alabama and they'd be like i'm booking a flight now yeah i i i literally could go through my telegram and i probably have at least 15 20 people (laughs) that are in any given moment would just be like what do you need like i actually um i have two that reached out to me because of what happened recently and you know they were checking in on me to make sure that you know if you need anything i'm here and i was just like well you know thank you you know that was really you know sweet of them and it's nice to know that they care more than you know just because of the lifestyle yeah and that's really hard to find um like uh truth you were talking about uh like doing more of the swing stuff Mm -hmm. like the hardest part about swinging in my opinion is finding your people yeah and it doesn't have to be play partners just the people that you want to surround yourself with in that lifestyle so that it's fun and safe that's the hardest part it really is the polycule mm-hmm. yeah i mean like that's basically what we have on a grand scale yeah with our swing life now mm-hmm. you know is we have a giant like polycule because everyone cares so much about everyone else yeah and it's really nice yeah. you know that it's we like found a big that. huge family that yeah literally that that is what it comes down to and that's that is a you, go ahead no no i think we pretty much are going to be saying the same thing that's like a hundred percent our like ideals and like respect is having that one almost like a commune type feeling but a community nonetheless Mm-hmm. where everyone did work together where everyone had uh, a goal in mind and uh each person like lived their own individual lives but at the same point they all came back and just like had that time together just like share in the moments or even just like rant about just random shit when it, when it just comes up and just say hey do i am i crazy right now or is this just like what's going on i was more going to say that is one a 100 percent a beautiful heartwarming story and point of view that we should absolutely end this episode on because it is getting well past our time limit <laughs> yeah yeah that's that our fault happens when we have like you know <laughs> heavily engaging conversations and uh really want to get to to know people on an on interpersonal level exactly our show's uh, never on time so never it's it's fine <laughs> understood <laughs> so with that being said Pedro and Tink, can you please tell all of our audience members all of the locations they can find you on? Okay. The easiest place to go is our website. Mm-hmm. Just go to the kitchen sink enmandkink.com. And if you scroll to the bottom, you can find all the little icons for all the shit that we have. Um, and you can find us there. We're on social media. We hang out on X more than, more than anywhere because all the other social medias hate us. Yeah, pretty much. So. That's where we post all of our fun stuff. Yeah. Thank you. And Tess, the other one's not here. Do the damn housekeeping. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Let's see what we got here. 
Thank you for listening for to this week's episode of 69 Whiskey. Check us online on Brusprout.com at 69whiskey.brusprout.com. Catch us on all podcasting platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Castbox, and many more. You can find us at Full Swap Radio Thursday at 7 a.m. Saturdays at 10 p.m. for your morning drive or nighttime talk. Full Swap Radio forward slash 69 dash whiskey dash podcast. Check our show on goodpods.com. Search on 69 whiskey. Catch up with our shows on Twitter at 69 whiskey pod as well as on Instagram at 69 whiskey podcast. And if you're feeling ballsy, pleasure your partner with Baldo, the sex toy that uses your family jewels as a kinky contraption. Buy yours at baldo.com forward slash 69 whiskey podcast. Anything else there, boss? Nope. Thank you so much, Pedro and Tink, for joining us tonight. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in and listening to this week's episode of 69 Whiskey. We will see you guys next week when we have Schroeder and Little Fox on to to talk about Naughty Noel. See you guys next week. Bye. Be safe. (laughs) Oh, oh my God. You know how hard it was for me to not talk? It was really hard. (laughs) I'm so used to doing all the talking for, like, our our stuff like what Tess does so I'm like trying not to say anything I'm like nope it's not my turn (laughs) (laughs) I forget too so I I just kind of I get eager (coughs) (laughs) I completely get it (laughs) that was a lot of fun guys it was oh my god yeah like there is like so there's so many things that we like totally wanted to like talk more on but like we definitely like didn't get a chance to really like you know get much of a base on but like god yeah that that we went an hour and 47 minutes <laughs> i know and Sounds we about right. still didn't talk about anything i know i'm at two oh two hours and one minute <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> yeah i told you we're a shit show <laughs> yeah. oh, that happens no that it was fun yeah, no, it's just it's a fun candid experience and uh just like um you know getting yourself into like the different communities it's it's one thing to kind of expose yourself for a hot second. Well, that's why we like doing this stuff. I mean, like we do our show every week and you know, it's all the same topics or not topics, but the same pattern mm-hmm. every week. So getting to do stuff like this and just talk about off the wall shit is a lot of fun yeah <laughs> oh yeah Definitely. yeah i do love breaking it up and i like i i'm excited this episode i was excited about because listening to your guys' stuff i i felt a lot of like commonality to you pedro and oh, that's awesome your journey and stuff well i'm glad that uh, uh my journey can help your journey absolutely and Same. if you guys ever need any connections or anything, we'll be, we'd love to help you guys out in any way we can. Oh yeah. And whipping practice as well. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if you need a, 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 I need a, a canvas to, uh, 
impact uh, play. Uh, I'm definitely down for that. All right. I mean, if we're ever in the same area, I will, I will definitely take you up on that because I do not discriminate when it comes to uh, people that I hurt. No, he does not. <laughs> He's like, you want more? I got you. Yeah, and, and Tink, if you're also down for it too. Definitely. Hell yeah. And uh, before we go, if you guys want to, if you're able to, uh, the Front Porch Swingers do an event every year called Pod Bash. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I've heard of it through your podcast. Okay. It's basically a bunch of Brian and Brenna's closest friends who happen to have podcasts also. And they throw a huge party and everyone's listeners comes and hangs out for like three or four days. And it's like a, a swing, hot wife, hot husband, um, (laughs) polyamorous fucking like every type of dynamic that you can think of is there. Um, they're super inclusive, like, and they're actually trying to get more people from like the LGBTQ community and mm-hmm. stuff involved. Um, why does the swinging flamingo sound familiar? Well, they're part of Pod Bash. Yeah, that's Lee and Kimmy. Yep. <laughs> Truth. Why does that sound familiar? Uh, I have no idea. I feel like they had something at Tess. There is a business Tess card Fest? somewhere. Yeah. Swinging flamingo. Yeah. This. Yeah. I'm. I'm like. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm checking out the Pod Bash. Uh, like main site. Okay. Because it's uh, October 13th and 17th. That was this year. Uh, was 23rd. I want you to understand. My brain is starting to shut down from <laughs> the fact that I've been up since six o'clock this morning. Yeah. I mean, it's just something to look into. You know. Um. Next year, it is at Secrets Resort in Florida, September 19th to the 22nd. Mm-hmm. Okay. 19th to the 20th. Okay. Um, and then, like, what would you say is the um, average, like, pricing for, like, the hotels and the, um, well, like, ticketing for the entire? We just booked, and we are doing five days so we're doing the day before the event and the day after the event. And I think it was like a thousand bucks for the week. But just the th- the three or four days of the event was like six ninety something. Yeah. It was six ninety mm. six six ninety eight for the yeah. just the event itself. Yeah. Like okay. four well, days. Gotcha. Yeah. And so the room covers like the event. Like you don't have to pay anything else. Like you just pay for your room at secrets and everything else is included except for of course your food and drinks. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Interesting. But it's super fun. And all those people that we were talking about will mm-hmm. pretty much be there. Mm-hmm. Like all of them. <laughs> so I think if anything, that's a good idea for um, an event to either next two years to look into it's definitely a yeah. great way to network because um, you meet so many people from so many different areas of the country um, and they genuinely like want to listen to what you have to say, you know? So like if you say, Oh, you know, 
were from the 69 whiskey podcast. So be like, Oh, you know, I haven't heard that one yet. You know, do you have a card or, you know, and they'll actually start listening. Yeah. Okay. Like, um, cause what's it called? We're currently in the operations and, uh, looking for the process of creating a dungeon in the cent- uh, central Jersey space. So, uh, that would like be fucking awesome. Plans that- oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause like, what's it called? Apparently the one location that they had in Newark, which was a conduit went down and yeah, that was that. one of the, um, places that were around like right up until COVID. But, um, essentially that would we we would be bringing back something that's uh hasn't been in state for a hot second yeah i mean that would that would be awesome if you could do that because i mean shit i could send probably 50 people there right now (laughs) oh talk dirty to me pedro (laughs) i mean because we're originally Uh, from that area uh, so uh you know i'm and we may actually be moving back up that way in the next year or two, so. Yeah. Oh, talk oh. dirtier to me, Pedro. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Jake, so, what are we, what tell are we me done? more. Tell me more. <laughs> I didn't oh, do anything. <laughs> like, did he have a nice car? <laughs> yeah, does he, yeah. does I, he like to say, sir? I have an Ultima. <laughs> <laughs> I have an Ultima. <laughs> It's fancy. Okay, it's an what, SR. You have a rogue? No, yeah, I, I, no, I do. Oh, I do. Oh, you have a rogue? <laughs> yeah, I drive a Nissan Rogue. Nice. <laughs> Aren't those the ones that like were popping themselves out of gears and like you know? It's, it's, it's the yes. one that yes, it's the one that our ex has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were there was a there was a recall. Well, I don't know if it was a full on recall, but my dad's girlfriend at one point had one and she had it parked at the house and it was running and then it popped itself out of gear and went down the hill and into the ravine (laughs) really no those nancy's no not nancy it was another another girlfriend oh yeah (laughs) dad's a hoe that's so unfortunate (laughs) it was unfortunate (laughs) but thank you very much guys we definitely appreciated being on the show yeah and uh yeah. definitely stay in touch yeah and we Absolutely. will definitely let you know if we end up moving back to pa now we do uh go up during the summertime um, yes we come up every year in the summer yeah we go to sunny rest yeah we go and get our naked on yes hopefully this time the weather will be a little bit better like it was it was fine last year what the fuck are you talking about no, I'm thinking of the yeah. year before. The year before it was too cold. Yeah, the year before it was cold. Yeah, so we actually yeah, made out been, last year, or this I've past summer. About, uh, this place in uh, what's it called? Uh, a naughty in nature, oh. as well as uh, what's it called? Crucible. Yes. Where's that? Uh, Crucible. Where is cr- Camp Crucible? It's a camp. Uh, yes. Like an it's overnight camp. It, it's a week long kinky camping trip. Mm, that sounds like fun. <laughs> In Northern Maryland. Maryland. Yes. It's got to be up there by TPA somewhere. Maybe. Oh, I In fact, registration is opening up next month. So that's all the kind of shit that we could do if we lived back up there. I know. There ain't shit to do <laughs> down here. 
We're in the Bible Belt and it sucks. Uh, Legit. There is well, no fun to be had. I know that you usually go to New Orleans around this time, but uh, Test Fest is up here. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely would think about that in the next, like, three, uh, next two, honestly. I, that does sound like so much fucking fun. Oh, yeah. New Orleans. It's definitely fun, but it, it, it is an expensive trip. Oh, yes. Shit, wrong. I think we spent, like, three grand in five days. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even yeah. know if we're going to make it this year. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Just because. We already have Pod Bash planned and paid for. Yeah. And we have to pay for our trip up north. Yeah. We definitely are. We're doing Sunny Rest for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's literally what we've kind of been debating on is uh, budgeting and planning for a lot of uh, the upcoming uh, events that we want to uh, go in, uh, go to again. Yeah. Well, and next year too, we want to go up to Jersey for Exotica. Yes. Aha! Ah! Cannot wait to see you guys there. <laughs> that I was, I saw. Well, we had a whole bunch of friends that had gone, and we did not get to go because we were both working. Yeah, but yeah, I think jobs. if we go, we're we're gonna try and get a booth. Yes. Oh, is that so? Yeah, we're currently in the process right now. Do 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 you? I mean. One year, truth. You want to send them the info? Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Uh, actually, shit. No, we can't give. Uh. Do you want to email her and let 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 uh, ask them mm, if uh. Uh, we'll send something to the media team. Okay. Yeah, because um, if anything, they can like send uh send you uh some info too, if if they prefer. I mean, no. Yeah, I mean, because either way. Yeah, it's either going to be a podcast booth or it's going to be a porn star booth. So, <laughs> or or combo. Yeah, like a yeah, half I mean, and half. Like half of it's going to be the podcast, and the other half is going to be like, look what I can do with. <laughs> yeah, because she's going to have a booth, and then if we had to have two booths, then we'd see what it would be for the the podcast. Because mm-hmm. we're trying to get her adult content stuff up and going for uh, 2024 so yes she took a break and now she's trying to build it all back up <laughs> yeah we i did a whole basically like revamping of it so okay hell absolutely i know yeah. that i know that i'm starting my stuff and like i said i'm doing it with the person that should be helping us with exotica this year yeah. Are you doing which, like solo content? Or are you doing like boy girl content? Like what's uh, your? I'm doing I'm doing a scene with uh, a girl named Maya Romero. Where, like I said, we're doing the uh, thing with the Baldo. But like, as far as like your content business goes, like right, it's my content business is boy girl. Uh, I plan on doing like. Uh, whatever scenes I'm comfortable doing, uh, like solo. In, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I mostly want to work with. Uh, I want to work with couples. I want to work with uh, individuals. I want to work with anybody that I can work with. Essentially, well, start uh, building up your Twitter and. Mm-hmm. 
get some of your solo content up there because like a lot of people won't even look at you if you don't have anything to show yet. Yeah. Like whether it's solo or with other people, like they have to see that you're serious about it before they'll even consider working with you. Yep. So that's my advice. Yeah, I know that is, that is like, the next steps that I've got uh, that I'm working on is essentially just getting content that I'm comfortable putting out there. Do you have and an OnlyFans or anything yet? Schedule. Not yet, but it's I've more so got to get my finances in order before I can make the move to have more time to be able to put towards that project. Right now, start with Fansly. Yes, do Fansly. Fuck OnlyFans. Yeah. So I was just gonna say, depending on what your content's going to be, you will not be able to post on OnlyFans. So if you are doing anything that is BDSM related, you will not be able to post it. Sometimes you can get it to upload, but what will happen is as their I call them bots, go through and search your profile. They usually do it once a month. They will find the things that is technically explicit and they will get it removed and you can't do anything about it. You can't fight it. Nothing. They'll take it down. I can't even post my squirt videos because they don't allow bodily fluids. So I can't post basically anything that would require well not require but anything that happens to have any kind of liquid form i can't put it on there i have to put it on my fansly <laughs> but fansly does not care if you wanted to beat the crap out of somebody apparently they're fine with that and i guess does come also count as a bodily fluid for them N- no it, uh, it depends it depends yes um it, it depends yes it can it can be you can show come but you cannot show it leaving the dick Okay, so it can be, like, on the body. Yeah. But not how it got on the body. Yeah. <laughs> now, what so about, basically, like, like, cream pie? That's, like, a gray area because yeah. I've heard of people, it's okay, and then mm-hmm. I've heard other people say their shit got taken down. Yeah. And, like, I have some people that will be like, oh, I posted my squirt videos and it hasn't been taken down. I'm like, just wait, because if it hasn't been taken down yet, <laughs> it will shortly. It just yeah. takes a matter of time for them to pick it up. Yeah, like... She still has her OnlyFans. Um, I just have it because there's a select handful that just have not left to go yeah. to the Fansly page. But we yeah. made a Fansly page for her and for the podcast. So what we normally do is we record the video of us doing the podcast and I post it on the Fansly for like the cheapest option, which is $5 a month. And that will also include like when we do the fun segments, like if she uses a toy or, you know, anything like that, um, we'll put it on there. And then we also have different tiers that'll show like some BDSM stuff. Like we have to start doing tutorials and stuff like that. Yeah. And then there's like the kitchen sink package, which is like everything, everything, including like, hardcore videos and stuff that we make mm-hmm. just for the podcast. Yep. And then she yeah. has her site where she does all her content on. Okay. So it's like, you know, uh, toy exhibitions or other things like that, where you kind of just like show off like all the different uh, shit that you have acquired over the like last kind of couple of uh, like, you know, recently or even a couple years too. 
yeah, I mean, like I have stuff on the podcast fansly that like, I'll just throw it up there. If people are on there for the $15 a month, I just give them like shit to watch. <laughs> like yeah. it doesn't really matter what it is. It, it can just be like a three-year-old video of, of her giving me head or something. I just throw it up so that there's something other than podcast stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's content. Enjoy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it works. It, it, it does. Cause I mean, the people who listen to our show, they get invested, I think in us. Yeah. I think that's kind of mm-hmm. what it is. That's why they're like, they love it so much. And we have like the same numbers every week. Yeah. Like, we have like those designated ones, like they they're half to listen. Yeah, like you yeah. can count on you know a certain number within the first three days. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then anything after that is new people, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which sucks watching your analytics because you're like, come on, <laughs> <laughs> who's sticking? Come on, yes, I who's need sticking? More people to stick. Yeah, it's like. Like I I don't know what your guys' numbers are, but ours go up. Like oh, they we can't we can't really figure out what the trend is. Yeah, it's is. like up a couple hundred, down a couple hundred, up a you know it's like. And well, like well, we've had. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say like we've had where we'll think there's an episode that's really good and mm-hmm. it completely flops, and then we have one where we're like, eh, I'm not really in love with that one, and for some reason it takes off, and we're like, why? How? So, so we've, we've done really, really phenomenal in the past and we've had steady, steady growth in the past. And then unfortunately, uh, we plateaued with a previous host that I used to have as my co-host. Uh, and he also made a very, very bad decision uh during lgbtq month hey i thought we were not supposed to air during laundry air yeah that's fine we're not on the actual show okay (laughs) uh but fuck with you we've been in a kind of recovery period since then and we've started to restabilize again so is that where your intro comes from which one like the The, disclaimer yeah part uh no that has been on there for a very very long time uh i i made that back when we did an episode where a friend of mine talked about working as a professional dom for a while uh and working as a like sex dungeon attendant and the stories that were on there kind of shocked the vanilla guy uh, uh oh, enough that he was like can we put a disclaimer at the beginning of the show and i was like yeah sure we should probably have that <laughs> yeah oh, like one of our early episodes that. i had a disclaimer that was like if you don't like what we talk about go fuck yourself <laughs> Yeah, that was your disclaimer. I got rid of that, though, because I loved it, but... Other people didn't. Yeah. You're like, I should be a little bit more wise and not not, not do that. It's not like you're making problematic content. It's just that, like, yeah, you are unfiltered and uh, you're just 
you you are just it just rolls off the tongue. It it's just instinctive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which we had an issue with that a couple, a couple weeks of, ago. We did, yeah. Because we were talking about uh, trans women, and you threw a curveball into well, the because it, it started with talking about men who are not well, they're they're straight, but potentially could end up finding themselves actually yeah. being bisexual, and then that's how the trans women came into. Yeah, conversation. And we accidentally misgendered trans women mm-hmm. a couple times. Oh. And uh man, I got my ass chewed for that by a good friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we had to do an apology on the following show, you know, which I mean, I I own it. Like we fucked yeah. up. Yeah. But we don't do a lot in the trans world, you know. So, mm-hmm. and the friends that we have that are trans are worse than like rednecks when it comes to that. Like, they don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> they're like, I'm not calling people this or that or, you know, like, so we don't go out of our way to like be super conscious about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it, our yeah. personal friends don't care. Yeah. But we should have, you know, done more research on that segment because we're not up to date on what's acceptable, what's not. Yeah, like which terms to use. and Because so we were it, using old terms, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. that's the that's the difference. You were willing to admit fault. Yeah. He did not. He was like, my opinion is my opinion. Your opinion is your opinion. But, you know, I, I, I stay true to what I say. Yeah, I mean, because... Like, our goal is not to offend people. No. It's just more to to educate and... You know, if we do offend you, well, I don't... All all fucking well. But that's not our goal, you know? And for us to misgender trans women, then, you know, we fucked up. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. Because we were actually trying to, you know, promote... Be supportive, yeah. (laughs) Trans women. And we just happened to say the wrong terms and yeah. made ourselves look like idiots. Yeah, it's like it um, the concept of like AMAB or AFAB, uh, which is like the uh, concept of like assigned male at birth or assigned female at birth, mm-hmm. which is like, um, you know, synonymous with um, like the trans, uh, like trans masculine or trans feminine identity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so like um, they'll refer to like their bodies like yes they do have those operating parts but um that's like not their representation of like their present their 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 selves you know Mm -hmm. so like um that was always one thing like that um especially when i was learning about like my own uh like gender expression where i was just kind of like on that like cusp of i don't really care what what i am i'm kind of like i've i've considered myself a gender at most but I would say to myself, like, uh, I, I like the feminine expression and like the feeling of like having like a bitchin corset and like uh, a fucking like boss ass skirt and like, you know, going around and just like, you know, just vibing in it, you know, like it feels great. Um, but like, yeah, um, it is a lot of the concepts are like uh, new and different and, you know, it just takes time. Yeah, I mean, it takes it- take- it's definitely new to us. I mean, we have two transgender friends and one was a female to male. Mm-hmm. 
And the other one's male to female. And both of them are like, I don't understand these fucking people, you know, <laughs> like you're talking about other transgender people, you know, yeah. and I'm like, this so it kind of makes it confusing. For this us is weird. We're like, you know. Wait, what? <laughs> so how do we go about this? Yeah. Oh yeah. There's totally that like characterized, mm. like ridiculous, like, um, parts of, um, uh, people who just like will fight at anything and then just yell at everybody. And you're like, dude, come on. Like, don't, don't give it a bad rap. Don't don't give don't give don't give the community a bad representation, like same as like the, the whole idea about like uh, Anakin Skywalker, like d- destroying the Sith and shit. But anyway, yeah, I feel like we I, do. We definitely got to start. <laughs> I I need to go to bed. <laughs> I so have work right now <laughs> at nine in the motherfucking morning. I have to be at work. I gotta be up at seven. nine. Man, shit. we gotta be up at five. Yeah. Hell yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, here, we, we all gotta go to bed. Goddamn. That we do. Good, good night, everybody. Yeah. Good night, everybody. It was so nice to meet you guys. Yes, it, it was, was a great fantastic. conversation, though. All right, good night, guys. Be safe. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Kitchen Sink ENM and Kink podcast. Please make sure to check out the people who support us, VJ's Hotspot. The Trendy Pineapple, and also Pandora's Resort. They are really awesome people, and they love and support the lifestyle just the way we do. So please make sure that you go and check them out. And if you'd like to find us on social media, you can find us pretty much everywhere at K-S-E-N-M and Kink Podcast. That's all the major socials. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Clapper, and also now we are moving away from OnlyFans, and you can find all of our video and picture content at fansly.com slash K-S-E-N-M and kink podcast.